when you're unwanted The streets are running When you're down, when you're strained Faces come out of the rain When you're strained No one remembers your name When you're strained strange here on the West Files, which tonight usually would feature Steve and Ronnie, but sadly, for a change, Steve is the one that's poorly. So uh, he's the one lying on the sofa in the gimp suit, suffering with the lurgy. Get better soon, Steve. Um, yeah, all the times he's covered for me when I've been poorly, bless him, and now it's his turn, so get better soon. Um, we have do have a guest um, on the phone. Um, we've had him on before and we're 
we having him back again simply because he was so much fun the last time. Um, and I'm going to play a little clip and see if you can remember or work out who it is. Hello, is our guest here? Hello, hello, hello. hello. Oh, it's me! <laughs> yes, we have Richard Felix from, well, more, more well known from Most Haunted, but it's not the only thing you've done, obviously. No, um, that's true. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's the one that everybody, come on, it's the, it's, the, it's the one that, you know, thank you, Most Haunted. Thank you for what you've done for me. And for the paranormal world. <laughs> but it is the one, as you say, that everybody yeah. does remember you from. But yeah, uh, yeah. You, tell us a bit more. I mean, for those that didn't listen to you coming on last month, I mean, mm. you missed an... Oh, I think it was last month or the month before. I, th- I was, think it was a, a couple of months, I think. I think. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I've, I've gone past knowing what months... So have I. So, listen, I cannot believe how time has flown since covid started oh gosh it and is. yet when you know when you're busy really busy time seems to be slower than when, than i don't understand it it's always friday oh, it's well, tomorrow again <laughs> well I, I don't know i get to wednesday and get started on thursday by wednesday yeah. so i think I'm, yeah, no. i i won't just want my weekends early um yeah, quite, <laughs> but, quite right quite right but for those <laughs> that haven't haven't listened in before or it's their first huh. time or just want to recap um what? Because you're a historian, aren't you? Oh, no, I don't know what I am. <laughs> well, if you don't, I, who else I does? Refer, well, I refer to myself as a paranormal historian because I mean I'm big in I'm into history, big time, military history especially, but no history in general, local history, the juicy bits of history is what I call it. Uh, that's the stuff people like, um, and uh, I'm the, the voice of reality. I'm the bloke that's trying to prove. What ghosts are, ah. along with Steve, to be quite honest with you, because well, he's, yes. he's the only other guy I know, the only other <laughs> voice of reality out there, to be quite honest with you. I don't let him hear you say that. You know, you don't want him to get well, too Well, his head's big enough as it is, yeah. isn't it? But, uh, <laughs> get well, Steve. Get well soon, mate. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. It seems quite... It must be set quite strange, you know, for him when he's in the studio without me. It's very strange without him, yeah. actually. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's just got a bit of the lurgy. He'll be fine. Well, at least you'll get a word in edgeways, won't you? Uh, are you sure about that? <laughs> yeah, I think, well, with me, I don't know. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. I'll do my best. <laughs> so, to start off, number one, I mean, mm. how, how did you get involved with Most Haunted? Good question, that. Very good question. I mean, basically, obviously, I, I run Derby Jail, um, and I, I actually had a, a letter uh, before they were called Most Haunted, and I cannot remember, I can't remember what it was called, asking if they could come and do a programme um, in Derby Jail. And no, nothing ever came of it, and then I got another letter from this company called Antics Productions asking if they could come and you know, do what, what, what do I charge uh, for the night, and I charged, I said, what, 750 quid for the night, uh, come along when you want. And they turned up on the night of whenever it was, um, and um, 
I remember this young lady coming in and everyone sort of, sort of like bowing down a bit. And I said, Who, who's she? That's Fancy Vet Fieldy. I said, sorry, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, because uh, I'd, I'd never, I mean, all I'd really been doing, to be quite honest with you, was ghost walks. All right. Um, Is that what you started that's, that's how it. That's how it started. Um, I was chairman of Derby Tourism. Everyone laughs. Derby Tourism. You must be joking. Um, uh, anyway, um, chairman of Derby Tourism. And I, I opened a heritage centre in an old Tudor grammar school. Um, and it's got a ghost in it. Uh, and I thought, now I've got to come up with some ideas to try and attract people to come to the city of Derby. Um, oh, York, York do ghost walks. Chester do ghost walks, Edinburgh do, well, I'll try one. Um, and I did try one, and everyone enjoyed it but me. <laughs> I didn't like it, I thought, this is, this is rubbish. You, you, see, you see, everyone knows this, I know. Everybody knows this, but I, I, I've been frightened of ghosts since I was four years of age, and I still am frightened of ghosts, which is absolute nonsense. Uh, it really is. We know, what the hell am I doing this for? Yeah. But I have actually, and still are, frightened of ghosts. Um, so, um, basically, when I, did, when I did this ghost roll, I, I, I thought, well, I don't believe this. That this is not... These, I mean, I, I picked the book, I picked up stories from, I don't know, where, books, I suppose, or something like that, legends and what, and I thought, well, this is rubbish. You know, if I'm going to do it, I've got to believe in it. So I, I, I did the one, and then didn't do anything for six months at all. Uh, and I just spent that time researching uh, and talking to people, including uh, what I believe to be a, a, a genuine medium. <laughs> right, OK, yeah. <laughs> careful, Richard, careful, Richard. Yeah, you've got to be careful, uh, though. But, no, you don't. No, you yeah, don't. But, but uh, honest to God, he, he was, he's, his name's Wayne Anthony. Uh, Wayne Anthony Boylan, Irish... Seventh son of a seventh son, all the all the pedigree that you need there, really, and God as genuine as you'll ever get. Really mean it. I mean, he he, he does it. It's his profession, right? Uh, and he does it from home, works from home. People come to his house, and he'll be quite rude to him. He'll say, "Why have you come, Why have you come see me?" Well, I, I'm not, well, I'm I'm sorry, you're not ready for this. Yeah, your your loved one only passed six months ago, and you uh, come back in eighteen months. Here's your money back. Um, that sort of thing. Really? Wow. You know what I mean? Oh, God, yeah. And he'd be rude to them as well sometimes and use bad language on them. And, you know, and, and he will not, you know, he, he, he said to me, you know, he said, I'll be honest with you, I don't want to see their loved one uh, two months after they've gone because they still look like they did when they passed. And I'm thinking, bloody, you know, this, this sounds, this sounds quite genuine to me. Yeah. And anyway, he'd, he'd already written a book on Derbyshire ghosts. And so he was the man for me to talk to. And we did, we, we did a lot of talk about this, and, and six months later I came up with what I believe to be, even now, the best ghost walk in the British Isles, um, the Derby Ghost Walk. Um, and uh, then, then we, uh, what happened next? Oh yeah, so anyway, we, he, we wrote a book in 1995 called the Ghosts of Derby. And I, I remember going up to York and seeing, uh, buying one of their little books on ghosts, and it said... Uh, with with a rumoured 140 ghosts in York, surely York York must be the ghost capital of, of England. Um, and I came back and I went. I said to Wayne, I said, just a lot of interest. How many how many first hand accounts have we got? 
not rumours, first-hand accounts. Mm. And he says, well, and he went, we, we, we got, got to about 160. And they said, well, York's claiming to be the ghost capital of England with 140 rumoured sightings. So I used this big time. <laughs> you know, had quite a few uh, articles in the local paper. And, and we ended up with a battle between, <laughs> between York and Derby. <laughs> Uh, literally, um, not quite the Wars uh, of the Roses. I can't remember. But... <laughs> their, 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 their newspapers, our newspaper, their radio stations, our radio stations. Yeah. Oh. Oh, this was good stuff. Yeah. It didn't do anybody any harm at all. Anyway, the next thing that happened um, was um, there was a, uh, a, the launch of a double, a double DVD of the, the programme Paranormal. Uh, that was on a few years ago. And they they got a guy, and I can never remember the poor guy's name. He's he's an authority on ghosts. He's a biker. Oh, right. He's a priest. He's a priest. And he's a martial arts expert. And he's well into his 80s now. Oh, and I can never remember his name. I know him well, and I can never do that. Anyway, they asked him to do a research job and come up with the most haunted city in Great Britain. Ooh. And lo and behold, the next thing I knew, I'm getting uh, phone calls from from national newspapers stating that did you did you know that you've been voted the most Derby's been voted the most haunted city in Great Britain with York and Chester joint second. <laughs> wow! Wow! And that was amazing. come on, guys, it's in print, so yeah, it's real. It's real. It was in the Sun, <laughs> it's in the amongst sun. other newspapers, and and. That, that's what that's what happened. So that's how so but, so that's how I got into ghosts. Because I wasn't interested in ghosts, although I was frightened of them. But, of course, I, basically what I'm saying to you is I had to believe in the whole damn thing. And I had to believe in the... the I don't call them stories, I call them accounts. All right? There's a difference. Yeah. A big difference. You know what I mean? The stories, stories can be made up, accounts aren't. Um, and I, I had to believe in it, and that's how I believed in it, by talking to people. Uh, and that's why I refer to myself as... The, the the voice of reason uh, in the ghost business. So anyway, I get this phone call from. Um, oh, so no, no. So you asked me. You said you're a historian, aren't you? I said, yeah. Well, I call myself a paranormal yeah. historian because I believe that ghosts and history go together. Makes and, sense. And although we can't prove the ghost stories accounts, we can, we prove, can the prove the history behind them. And that's where I come in big time because I I use history. With the with the ghost with my ghost walks and tours and talks and everything else, uh, and as I say, that's the big one for me. You know, I, I, oh, there's a ghost in there. That's not enough. No. I want to know who that ghost is. Why? Why there? that ghost is still there? What happened to that ghost that caused it still to be there? Who is it? What's its name? Can we find out who it was? Did it did it did it exist as a as a as a human being? Why is it grey? Why isn't it blue, pink, yellow, or green? <laughs> yeah, and, and and yeah, and of course the other one is what can we do for it? Well, that's a oh, don't be silly! It's a ghost. No, it's not. It was once a human being. Ah, see where I'm coming from. Yeah. So there's there's all this which is so different to. I hate to say be careful, is it? All these folks charging round playing Most Haunted at the moment. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like going to the zoo. You know, oh, are we going to see? Are we, go, are we in time for the, for, the, for the feeding time of the chimpanzees tonight? <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> they need letting out. <laughs> they need help. Some of them do. Well, some of them definitely They must do. be sick and tired to death of being pestered 
assisted by <laughs> people. Come on, do this. Will you do this? Will you do it again? Will you do it? Will you whistle? I can whistle. Will you whistle? Can you bang on something? Oh, for goodness sake. Oh, Give them, you know, I, I should think they had a wonderful that, yeah. time during COVID. <laughs> yeah, it was all quiet. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah they've, they've actually had, they've actually been allowed to wander about as a tormented soul without being bothered. Oh, now that's <laughs> got to be, that's got to be brilliant for them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Peace and quiet to be, to be tormented mm. wherever they want. And all of a sudden they're thinking, oh God, here they come again. Yeah, that's it, started again. <laughs> So yeah. what got you into history? Is that something that you've always been yeah. interested in? Or military is it just, history. Or is military it history. Military history. Yeah. So what Big started time. that? Oh, Why that specific right, area uh, of history? Oh, right back to, to... I mean, all I ever did as a kid was play soldiers. Um... You know, toy soldiers. Yeah. Uh, and all I ha- all I ever did was had guns and so. You know, I mean, I never forget that. That I mean, I hated school uh, from the day <laughs> from the day my parents forced me to go till the day I forced my parents to let me leave. I hated it. I despised it. Um, and, I, and the thing that really got me was after two days at school, um, they took my six guns off me. Oh, that was unfair. Oh, what? I did, I could have, I, I, cowboy hat and, and, and guns, you know, revolved to, and I took brought them to school. And you're not allowed guns. Oh, that's unfair. Well, that was, to me, that, that, that was... That was it, you were, that's, why, that's why you didn't like school anymore. Too right, I hated them from that day on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can use your, fi- you, they say you can use your fingers, because you're not allowed to pick sticks up, you're not allowed to stick, so you can just put your two fingers and make out, it's not the same. No. <laughs> well, it wasn't the same for no, me. No, it definitely um, isn't. <laughs> But it was—it's always been um, military history, and it's funnily enough, it, it's always been disasters. Really? Um, yeah, Custer's Last Stand, the Seventh Cavalry, the Custer's Last Stand, the Alamo, um, the Charge of the Light Brigade, the Titanic. <laughs> would you believe? Um, all that sort of stuff. It, it, I don't know what it is. Something about me, obviously. Um, but I'm big. I've always been big into that sort of stuff and famous last stands. You know, back yeah. to the wall, run out of ammunition, fix bayonets, you know, that sort of stuff. And, and military history, uh, big time. And all I ever wanted to be was a soldier. Were you right ever one? a kid. Mm. But I had a problem. Because, you see, the, my, my, my passion in life is the charge of the Light Brigade ah. um, in the Crimean War. Uh, half a league, half a league, half a league onwards, all in the valley of death, rode the 600, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, um, and I um, collected items and swords and weapons and medals and or anything to do with, with the Charge of Light Brigade. And as soon as I, I, basically, I wanted to join the 17th Lancers, who were the the, for, the, the forefront of the, of the Light Brigade. Mm. Uh, and... Um, I was uh, unfortunately I was I was a sickly child. I was very ill from from the age of eleven to the age of sixteen. I had well I had that's not true. I had it from from a baby. I had a thing called Hirschsprung's disease, which was a narrowing of the uh, large bowel, oh. which they couldn't find. Doctors couldn't find it, um, and I, I I was extremely ill with that. Anyway, I had this massive operation when I was 16 uh, because the doctor, the doctor told me, told my parents that it was my nerves oh. that I was too, too
too pampered at home and uh, needed to be sent to boarding school. Oh. Well, they'd have killed me at boarding school because I excused all sports and games and everything at the end. Um, and so, anyway, I left school and, and these these incredible pains and um, stomach aches and rashes and, oh, God, you, and, you know, poison, basically, yeah. uh, were still there. They didn't go. And so they, the doctors had to do something about it. And I ended up having 36 x-rays without them being able to find out what was wrong. So they opened me up and they said there was a, uh, 18 inches of, of bowel that was absolutely full of waste that Ooh. would have burst within a fortnight. Which wouldn't have done you very good. No, it wouldn't. Peritonitis, uh, well, it killed me, yeah. I think. Um, and that was particularly boo. Anyway, so I got over that. And then when I was 18, two years later, I developed cancer. Um, Hodgkin's disease, which is uh, a cancer of the lymphatic system. Mm. Um, and so it's... Well, anyway, I got over all that um, and still wanted to go in the army. And I got through all the stages, uh, apart from a medical Oh, and of yeah. course, when they when they heard I'd got cancer, yeah, uh, and everything they else, said, they went no, forget no, it. Thank you. Yeah. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. If if I said, but I'm cured. They've cured me. It doesn't matter. It might come back, and if it does, we'll have to give you a pension. Uh, <sighs> so that scuppered my chances. So I waited a couple of years and joined the territorial army, ah. um, and was commissioned into the Worcestershire and Sherwood Foresters Regiment. And did nine years um, as, a, as a territorial officer, which wasn't the same as regular, but I did it. Yeah. I, had, I did my bit. You did your um, bit. I did my bit and had my first ghost experience while I was in the army, funnily enough. Really? How did yeah. that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I was... Um, you see, I'm a huge believer... In lots of things, I'm a huge believer that it depends on what frame of mind you're in as to whether you're going to experience something paranormal. Okay. Because uh, I think it's all to do with frequencies in the brain um, and receivers and transmitters and Don't in the brain. Don't get technical. Steve's not here. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, well, well no, just think of it. it, it thinks, well, this, this brain up here is everything that we've ever invented. Yeah. It's receiver, recorder, transmitter, video camera, uh, still camera, satellite navigation system, communication system. It, it's everything. You know? Okay, my brain and, makes and it, it, <laughs> Yeah, and it's the same as it, frequencies with radios. They change. You know, years yeah. ago when we had the transistor radio, yeah, yeah, you'd be yeah. listening to Radio Luxembourg, Yeah. and then all of a sudden Radio 1 had sort of burst Pop in for in, three yeah. seconds. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I remember well, it's that. The same, yeah, same thing. Ah. Same thing. I think so. It, it, it's all down to changing in frequencies and all that sort of stuff. So uh, basically, I'm a believer in that. In other words, if if you know if England defeat beat um, Italy on Sunday, then can you imagine the the euphoria that the, the adrenaline that, that how people would be so excited by something that happens, it can change the frequencies in the brain. Ah. Or if they have an argument, a blinding, blazing argument with someone, or the wife, or whatever it happens to be, or the husband, or, and, and the same thing can happen. It's something I've never done, and I should, have, I should, when I'm researching and talking to people, I should try and find out what frame of mind they were in when they saw the ghost, it's or an, heard it's, the ghost. Yeah, it's or, definitely or, an interesting sort of area to go into and think about. Mm, because it is, isn't it? It is. 
And, yeah. and so basically, my, my, my first ghostly experience at the age of 27 uh, was in the Territorial Army after a battle. Not a real battle, but no. an exercise that yeah, we were yeah. on. And we were attacked, and I was uh, the radio operator at the time. And remember, this, this was my passion in life. And to be in a battle, to be, you know, I was so excited. I never, oh boy, it was fantastic. And we beat them, we beat the, the, the enemy as such. And we were in this big, um, this hotel in Nottingham, um, called Bestwood Lodge, and they billeted us in this very large 1930s, looked like a classroom, big room, big, big room it was. And the 37 of us in there, we just had this battle, um, and I was the last one in. Everyone else had got their heads down in their sleeping bags, all 37 soldiers in this room, and I got my head down in my sleeping bag, and I got my head up against this wall where the kitchen was, when all of a sudden this voice started up at the back of me, calling for a nurse and crying, dying actually. And I'm thinking, God, first thing I thought, I sort of, someone's coming, I went to get my rifle, and, and then I just lay there listening to this voice of this young, young lad, probably about 17 or 18. Um, but the only thing I couldn't do to help, I couldn't, I couldn't fetch him a nurse. Because there were no nurses, there was 37 no. sleeping soldiers sleeping in their sleeping bags on the yeah. floor. I, I did what everyone does, converted it into reality and looked at the bloke next to me, thinking he may be snoring. <laughs> yeah. And I must be honest with you, I must be honest with you, sounds a bit like nurse. A bit, well, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. I'd got, I, I ironed that one out, wasn't <laughs> that? And it still carried on. I got, I got tears trickling down my cheeks listening to this. And then I fell asleep. Agree. As you do. Yeah, as you do. As you do. And oh, so everyone, yeah, well, you were dreaming, weren't you? You were very tired, you'd been on exercise. No, I was completely wide awake, but I was listening to this lad dying, um, and that was the end of that. But then the punchline of the story just gets so better. Because I didn't tell anybody. No. I mean, you know, 37 soldiers, oh, they'd have laughed me out of the place. Oh, I heard you. a ghost last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah of course you did. Never said a word, didn't say a word. Um, but uh, we then, we'd finished this exercise, and we'd, you do a fortnight's camp in, uh, in the TA, and we were driving down to Sennybridge in Wales. Oh, yes. And, yeah, and I was driving the minibus. Um, I'd got a, a, a lad with me called Charlie Zamet, uh, who was Maltese, and a young lady, Women's Royal Army Corps, that had sort of catched a lift down with us. And we were just talking about things in general and this exercise it was big exercise it was national yeah. it was on television it's called exercise inside right and she said where were you last night then i said oh god i said last night wow i said we were at bestwood lodge last night i said we got attacked by the uh, queen's regiment and we we saw him off big time and she just suddenly said bestwood lodge ah oh, yes yeah, she says uh, that's haunted and i'm thinking oh come off it love you know she, she never, we'd never met, never no, met before, never seen. No. She says that's haunted. I'm said, I'm sorry, though. What? She says, no. There's an article in the Nottingham Evening Post last week about it, and I was reading about it, and I said, no, don't stop. Don't just, just don't say anything for a minute. And I turned to Charlie, who was next to me in the front seat, and I said, will you just, just listen to what she's just said, and I, I want you to bear witness to this. He says, what are you on about? I said, just, just listen. And she says, what are you doing? I said, I just want to say something to you before you say anything to me. 
She says, what? I said, it was a hospital, wasn't it? Yes, she says, that's absolutely right. That was part of the article. It was recommit. It was... Com- it was What's the word? Commission taken over by the army during the Second World War and turned into a hospital. Ah. And I said, Jesus Christ. I said, I, bloody hell, I said, I actually, I heard someone last night from that hospital. She says, what do you mean? I said, I heard someone dying in that room last night. I mean, do you know what? That was 40 years ago. I have never, ever bothered to even get that article from the Nottingham Evening Post. You haven't looked it up? Never looked it up, oh, no. gosh. No. But it, did, did it That's scare you? That's the complacency you, you treat. With you saying you were scared Sorry, did of ghosts, it? did it actually yeah, scare no, you? No, it wasn't scary. Really? No, it wasn't scary. So what bit That's about... That's the whole point. Yeah, but what They're bit not. about the ghosts... Because <laughs> you say you're scared of ghosts. Well, I was frightened of ghosts because I played with kids that were older than me. Yeah. And they used to tell me that the uh. green ghost was going to get me when I went to bed that night. I was only four. Um... <laughs> Uh, and and they also used to lock me in. Their, they, they had a they had a rab- rabbit hutch in the garden. Oh, you, I mean, no, one day, well, one day, one day, Anthony Whitehead. I shall bump into him. I'm telling you because that's his house. I used to, and I'll 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 sort him out big time. Um, and uh, he's probably dead actually because he's older than me. Uh, um, and then they also and they used to tell ghost stories. Um, and they'd got this German bayonet from the First World War. Oh, no. And, of course, it had, it had killed people. And there was still the blood. Oh. On the, and this is what I got. You know, and I, I was only four. Oh, um, and then they used to lock me in the garage as well. And I can see, I can actually see myself banging on the door of the garage saying, please, please, I want to go home. Let me go. You can't go home. Your mum and dad are dead. You're staying here. You're staying in this garage. They were cruel. Um, Oh, cruel, yeah, little bastards. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> all this, all this led on... I had a bad childhood. <laughs> <laughs> You're having a good adulthood. Um... No, yeah, no wonder I'm disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> so, but eventually all this led on to to sort of... How did it lead into to television and radio and, and that side of things? Well, I'd done bits. I'd done, what I'd done, I mean, basically, as as chairman of Derby Tourism and uh, and doing ghost walks and things, there was always... There was some TV companies. I mean, quite a lot of local TV. I used to do a, a lot of local radio stuff. Um, I had a, a, not a show, but I had a programme with a guy um, every on a Monday afternoon. We used to go off places and do things. There was always someone wanted to talk about ghosts and things like that. And then I was contacted by various t- uh, sort of TV companies in the past. I mean, I did uh, uh, one called The Scariest Places on Earth uh, with, um, oh, God, one of the Doctor Whos. I can't remember his name. Um, and then I did another TV, another one called The Y-Files, uh, and all, all sorts of stuff like that. And then sort of the big time came, for want of a better word, when uh, when I got this letter from Antics Productions saying, can we come and film uh, at Derby Jail? And like I said, you know, I didn't know who Yvette Fielding was, and I didn't know who Derek Akora was, and they, they both came. I was there all night with them, because it's my building, you yeah. know what I mean? And... Um, we sat and had a dinner and we did all the talks and this, that and the other. And of course it was the night that the cross moved on the, on, on this piece of paper. Um, they put a cross down on the paper and, and penciled round it and left it in the condemned cell at the jail. 
and it moved, and it did. It genuinely moved. It was on camera as well, mm. um, and they were mad. I thought, God, is this is, is this as good as it gets? Because it moved about a couple of centimeters. You know, oh, thought, but they were mental. Right. <laughs> they were mental. But they were patting each other on the back, and and uh, and I thought, oh crikey! Anyway, um, and I'd seen a ghost in Derby Jail um, as well, and so that was it. So I did the story about the ghost, and blah 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 blah. blah. And they went away and sent me a cheque for 750 quid. And I never heard anything for about two months. And then I got a phone call from Yvette saying, would it be all right if Carl and Stuart come down to see you at Derby, at your heritage centre? So I said, yeah, of course you can, any time you like, yeah. Uh, And they came down to see me, and Carl said to me, um, as the proprietor of the building, uh, of the Derby Jail, and as a witness, because you'd seen a ghost in the jail, then we, we usually would have given you a two-minute slot on the programme. But, Richard, after 25 minutes, we just didn't know where to edit it. Ooh. Would you like a job? Right. And I take it you did And that's where it happened. And I, well, I said, thank you very much. Yeah. That was great news. And, and that's actually... Purely and simply how it started. So they were how... obviously impressed by what I did. <laughs> yeah. How did you... Because you say now... Um, I know I think we covered this on, on the last show, but for those that hadn't listened, yeah. how did you end up owning Derby Jail? Well, yeah, uh, basically I'd started doing ghost walks um, and I did more than one. I used to do different ones. And one of them used to take in this nightclub um, in Derby that was actually the old, the remains, the basement cells, the the dungeons of Derby County Jail. And I used to take people in um, on ghost walks and they'd buy a drink. And it was awful. It it looked dreadful. It was all plastered and whitewashed and didn't look, you know, the doors weren't on the cells and the, the doorways had been knocked out. And, and squared off, and, and there was a dance floor in it, and what have you. And um, anyway, one day I got a, a phone call from the uh, the person that ran it, uh, asking if I'd like to buy the doors from the jail, because all the doors are covered in graffiti from the prisoners. Mm. And um, I said, you, you, I'm sorry, you can't, you can't sell the doors. It's a grade two listed building. She said, well, we got, I'm going bankrupt, and I'm doing a moonlight to Spain. Um, but I've got a, I've got a dealer in Birmingham that'll give me a hundred pounds each door. But I thought I'd offer them to you first. So I rang up the authorities and and had the building sealed off because those doors just couldn't go anywhere. They yeah. they had to stay. And I knew you could you couldn't you can't sell them. No. It's part of the building. It's you know. And then I heard that because it was a terribly seedy nightclub. It was still open at five in the morning, Ooh. illegally, and, and, yeah. and the bouncers used to go in there after finishing bouncing and what have you. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and they were going to take it over and turn it into a strip club. And I thought, this, this building has too much pedigree. Not just the ghost stuff, but the, his- the history the side history of it. The history side of it, and, yeah. And so I, decide, I decided to take it on. Uh, and that's how I got it, really. Um, and then I spent 18 months... 18 months doing it up, stripping it back and putting it back as much as I could, 
to what it would have looked like in 1756 when it was opened. Um, I mean, I had the sandblasters in there for weeks, get st- stripping the plaster and all the paint off it and putting it back to the brickwork and, and having the doors dipped uh, to get the paint off to reveal the incredible graffiti that's so all over the doors. So what sorts of on the doors? Oh, you could Or can we not repeat it, that it, on air? <laughs> no, yeah. No, no, it's nothing like that at all. No, no, it's basically... I mean, for instance, the condemned cell, all right, um, the night before your execution, you would scratch a gallows on the door and you'd put your initials inside. Good gosh. Uh, you know, um, I've, got, I've got gallows with, with, with guys' names in them. Um, we've got... Um, Oh, I mean, one of the best ones um, was there's a gallows scratched on with two two guys uh, hanging on the gallows, and uh, one one's feet are much lower down than the other one's feet, Um, and luckily they they put their initials on P and B, and a date 1804. So I obviously managed to find a story about them. Their names were Parker and Booth. And they were horse horse thieves, and they were hanged in 1804. Um, and it actually states on it that um, Parker, who was 24, was much affected, but Booth, who was six feet four inches high, ah. and he'd actually, when he scratched these effigies of the two of them on the door, he actually made himself that much taller than his mate Parker. Because he obviously And that was, was the taller. last thing they did before wow. they were taken out and publicly strangled to death. Oh my um, and that's all over it. There's, there's that, but but the the really exciting bit, which I don't think Steve even knows about, is oh gosh, mm, a year ago, I got a phone call from a guy um, who I'd known. He's a historian, uh, used to lecture in uh, Derby College, and he'd been down to London to a museum, and he'd seen these. He referred to them as boards. I still don't know what he means. Wooden boards from a prison. Okay. Um, And all over these boards were what he referred to as witch marks. Okay. Apotropaic marks. And apotropaic is the Greek for keep out. Ah. In other words, keeping out evil. Now, they're, 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 you know, apotropaic's easy, but but basically they call them witch marks. But... They're not, they are witch marks, but they're, they're not really. They're evil. They're, they're marks to keep out evil. Oh, right. And so, he said, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and basically, so, so right, You in future, guys out there that are listening to me, when you go around any old building that goes back to the 1700s, the 1600s and before, you need to look round the windows, the doorways, the doors... The latches, the bolts, and the fireplaces and chimneys to see if you if you can see any witch marks. Uh, and basically, the, the 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 most common ones are known as Marian marks, so which what are do they look Marian, of course, is is the Virgin Mary. What do they? And it's a double like? V. Ah. Say again. Well, so what do what? It's do a do VV. They, do all the marks look different then? No. They don't. Ah. There's, a, there's a few of them. There's a few of them. But the, the, the com- most common is VV. And it's not, it's not W. It's double V. You ah. see, there, there, wasn't, there was no such thing as a U in the 18th century and earlier. 
It was a V. There yeah. was no such thing as a J. It looked like an I. An I with a line in the middle of it. Right? Ah. And basically, uh, the, the most common one is VV, which means Virgin of Virgins. Mary. Really? Mother of... So Jesus, they, that's yeah, what they were using then as, as the witch watch for the protection, was the, the protection of, Protect, of They're protection marks. Yeah. They're protection against evil. And it's... Right. So the other one, of course, is uh, JM. Jesus, but it's not a J. It looks like an I with a line in the middle. And that's Jesus and Mary. JM. Right. Um, and then the other fascinating ones is our circles. And f- would you believe, and I still don't know how in a prison they could do this, but they look as if they've been done with a compass. Because most of them have a little hole in the middle, a pinprick, you know what I mean? As if a compass has gone round, and it's a circle. And you'll sometimes see them, which is called, it's called a daisy wheel. And it's a circle with six petals inside the circle. And that's to depict, it depicts the sun and sunlight and light. Um, and the circle is, is a suppose, and sometimes you'll get more than one circle together. And those circles are there to trap demons. Because if it's a circle, there's no corner for it to hide in. Ah. It's all, this is all nonsense. But it, it wasn't to it them. It wasn't to them, though. That's the point. No, it was not to them. And they're all over these doors. Wow. Can't believe it. There isn't a door without them. So, I mean, and, and basically, they were frightened of ghosts then. Yeah. And evil de- and demons. They believed in it. So... And, and the other one. The other one, of course, is that, remember, that they believed they were destined for hell. And this was a way of protection. Yeah. Hope for hoping against hope that God might look, look favourably on them and, and open the pearly gates rather than sending them to hell. Yeah. I don't know whether Because that all works. people in prisons believe themselves sinners. Yeah. So have you come across and, and these anywhere else? Yes. I have indeed. Um, fascinating place in Derbyshire that I've done a few times. A place called Carnfield Hall, which to me is one of the most haunted properties in the, in Britain. Um, it's an incredible place, and there's a stonking, great big, the size of the size of a dinner plate, um, a daisy wheel above the door, in the in the ceiling above the door uh, to a cottage at the side of Carnfield Hall. It's a real stonker, real belter. Um, I was up in a place called Bakewell uh, in Derbyshire, um, and there were two double Vs uh, on a door uh, in a building that went back to 1650. Uh, but I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'm only just getting into it myself. I've only just found these. Oh, and the other one, which I've forgotten, sorry, is that on uh, one of the doors, uh, the latest door, actually, that I've acquired, which I've been looking for for 21 years Hopeless. from my jail, from my jail, would you believe? Someone, someone nicked it when they were the bit when they were building, doing the building work there, converting it into a nightclub, and I got it back six months ago. Wow! Uh, and it's got lots and lots of uh, Virgin of Virgin marks on it, but it's got nine left handprints on it. Good gosh! With their initials inside so, and a date. So that's from the. And prisoners. it means, it means keep out. Wow. 
You know, you you see. You, I mean, funnily enough, I was doing I, I was doing a ghost walk on. Um, I don't know. Uh, Sunday night. Sunday night. Sunday. And that's, I, I that's, came to this place. That was a while ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it was this Sunday. We were um, and I was doing this ghost story, and I realised, and uh, I was talking. I was telling them about the skull that was found in this garden that's been. It's going to be a building plot, and this lady says, "Is that why there's? Is that why there's a sign saying keep out?" I said. Oh, I'd not, I'd not noticed that. And, of course, I looked at it, and guess what? It was a left hand, black hand, and it said, keep out. Wow. We still use it today. We still use it today, but not in the same context as they did then. No. It's amazing. You know, it still think... means keep out. Yeah. It's amazing how things have sort of just carried on down. I mean, this, oh, this the history yeah. on this, I think you, you could keep going on for years, couldn't you? Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's quite something. But as I say, you know, it's just something extra for the door. So these doors are priced. I'm actually just just about to get in touch with uh, Historic England because they're doing uh, a bit of a project on these marks, uh, apotropaic marks, um, because they're finding them more. They're getting people to get in get in touch with them and tell them if they found any or found one on their bill. Well, I mean, I've got I've got twenty five of them. On the doors. I think it's a bit more than one. At least. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it, it, it all adds to the... It all adds to the, the history and the fascination of the whole damn thing. Uh, rather than just... Oh, dear. Go back here. People running around saying, is there anybody there? Yeah. Will you throw something? Will you... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and that's why... I think that's where my success comes in. Because I tend to go the whole distance... With 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 the whole idea of it, uh, you know, explaining it in detail as to why as to why there are ghosts, um, rather than that there is a ghost. I, I'm trying to tell people why the ghost is there. It's the history of. But the I ghost. can't prove it. No, mm-hmm. the history of the ghost as well as the building or place that it yes. is. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And that's what I think makes it so much more fascinating than the Scooby Doo side of it. Yeah, and that's why I—that's why I resigned from Most Haunted. Ah, <laughs> we won't go that one. I'll leave you and Steve with that one. <laughs> yeah, and that's talking not a of that, we, not a problem. Do you know we have been chatting for almost an hour? That has gone I know, I've just, so quick. I've just looked at the I've clock just, on the computer. It's like, uh, OK. I told you, wind me up and let me go. Wind but I, I'm, I'm, I'm just looked at my clock and I thought, I can't believe this. <laughs> no, I can't. Yeah. Um, I was, one, before I end up actually having to say goodbye to you, sadly, because I don't actually want to, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's... I mean, I know when you when you came on, obviously, last time when Steve was here before. Yeah. Steve, get, we yeah. both say, get well soon, mate. And it's rather strange having the Westfars without you, so hurry back. Um, but how did you get to meet the, the man himself, Steve? Steve? Oh, the man, yeah. Well, <laughs> most haunted. Ah. Um, he suddenly appeared. He suddenly uh, as, appeared. As a, I, think, I think as a sort of stand-in for Kieran O'Keefe. Um, but in my opinion, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to reverse that, um, because to me, Steve Parsons is is the most credible guy in the ghost business that I know, um, and seeker of the truth uh, behind whatever a ghost really is, um, and and he appeared on. Um, I can't remember. I think it was, I 
think it was a brewery, a brewery that we were doing in in. Um, oh, come on, I can't remember. I think it was Stoke on Trent. I think. Uh, so Green Gates Brewery it was on the program, and we just, you know how you do these things. We just hit it off. Mm. We just hit it off, big time. When we started, I suppose we started comparing notes. Well, I think this. Well, I think. Have you thought of that? Well, no. I reckon that this is. And do you know? I, that's exactly what I thought of. And that's yes. You, you, we're singing from the same hymn sheet, mate. That's how we started. And it it just progressed from there. Um, and really, as I keep saying to him, it's time we did more. Well, it's time we did more together. Hopefully, you can start doing more again now with everything starting to be lifted. Oh, so, yeah, let's just get the 19th of July out of the way, shall we? Well, <laughs> <laughs> we might be a bit different here. Uh, um, hopefully. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we might be a bit different oh, here. Oh, dear. But so, so what else have you actually, you know, obviously, apart from Most Haunted, what else have the two of you done together? I mean... Oh, the two of us. Well, we've, we've done one or two, not a lot, to be honest with you. Um... We we did a, a belting uh, DVD because I've done oh God I've done fifty different DVDs of 50. Go- ghosts of fifty. Send me uh, list so I can. I've, I've got something I've done, to watch then. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I've got thir- I've done thirty-seven counties of Great Britain up to now. Mm. Ghosts of Leicestershire, Lincolnshire, Derbyshire, South Wales, North Wales, Scotland, Edinburgh. Oh, come on, yeah, yeah, thirty-seven of those plus. plus Others, uh, ghost cars, haunted, well, 50 in total. Um, and one of them that we did, of course, was we, we, we called it So You Want to Be a Ghost Hunter. Ah. And, and I, Steve came down to Derby Jail and we just did, we just talked about ghost hunting and, and the reality behind ghost hunting. You know, what an EMF meter really did, what a, a, a thermometer really did. Um, why, because why, Steve's a great believer that you should wear um, high-vis jackets. Well, what, why, why should you wear a high-vis jacket? Because ghosts don't wear them. Okay. See? Yeah. So, you know, I saw this figure go by. Well, it was one of the crew. But if it's one of the crew, it would have a yeah, high-vis jacket on it, wouldn't it? Fair point. Yeah, that makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. All <coughs> of this sort of stuff, you know. And we did this it, very successful DVD. But we need to do volume two, but we never got around to it. We we've, we've, we haven't done enough together, basically. But then again, he buggered off to Wales, didn't he? That was the trouble. Yeah, well, maybe you'll have to come down <laughs> as well on time, sometime, you know. And, you know, we'll do something together down here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I am actually planning on doing a uh, a bus tour of uh, Ghosts of Wales, a oh. week's bus tour, because um, I've done I've done Ghosts of England, Ghosts of Scotland, Ghosts of Ireland, uh, yeah, bus tours mainly for Americans actually, uh, but I've not we've not done a Welsh one, and I think it's overdue. I think it's time I did that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and once you have a very haunted uh, country. Yes, apparently we do. Yes, that that's yeah. um, I've I've learned and that full from... of myths and legends as yeah. well. I mean the myths and legends. <laughs> I mean I love, but I mean the ghost side of it. I was um, never really hundred percent sure about, but yes, I'm, apparently we have quite a, a haunted. Oh yeah, country, so. a plethora. Oh, it's a big haunted big building. Word to end the evening on. What, plethora? Plethora, yes. 
Yes, and if you say it wrong, it comes out totally different. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Richard, it has been, again, an absolute pleasure. I said to Steve when you were, after you were on the last time, it, I mean, it didn't feel like we were sat in a studio. It felt like we were sat around drinking coffee or having a couple of pints yes. in the pub. And yeah, exactly. it was it was just fantastic. And tonight, even though Steve is poorly missed out, bless, um, he's he's the one lying on the sofa on, in the gimp suit tonight instead of me. Um, <laughs> it's still been an absolute pleasure. And I, well, I've I, enjoyed it again. It's just been like you know. I suddenly realised, well, hang yeah. on, we haven't played any music all the way through this. No, 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 Sorry, you boss, see. you know. But it's, it has, it's been fantastic. It's been so interesting. And Good, ho- oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I have. It's been great. Well, hopefully we'll get you on again. And let us know when you're going to be doing no that, that bus tour, because... Um, I will indeed, yeah. I know. need Steve with me to do it. Oh, well, yes. I think trying to pin the two of you down around at the same time... Yeah, no, is, is, ...sounds yeah. like it's quite a difficult thing. Yeah, so, we'll have to we'll have to compare notes and diaries. I think. Yeah, notes, diaries, times, dates, and yeah, everything else. Once all this is over and everything has <sighs> come back to some form of normality, it'll happen. It? It'll of course, happen. it will. If we've got this far. We can yeah. get to the end. So, Quite right too. Absolutely. Yep. I want to say. Oh, my love. I want to say a very special thank you. We, Richard Felix has been our guest here tonight on the West Files been a fascinating conversation if you've missed it listen to the podcast and um i hopefully will chat to you one day soon all the best my love you thank you very care, much my sweetheart thank you so much cheers guys bye stay safe everyone we bye. will don't worry bye-bye <laughs>
that was a bit of Oasis rock and roll star. I haven't heard that for ages. I thought I'd just chuck that in for the heck of it. I'd like to say a massive thank you to Richard Felix for joining us tonight. Steve, who has not been with us tonight, who is very poorly at the moment, get better soon, my sweetheart. Stay in bed, rest, do as you're told, same as you tell me. Um, and for the second hour of the show, we have got an amazing show. We have got back-to-back teller of curious tales. Now, as most of you that regularly listen know, these are special tales that Steve um, came across, um, radio plays they are, or something, anyway. But they are brilliant. That's all I'm going to say, because uh, Steve's not here to give you the actual info on them. Um, But they are absolutely brilliant. Some of them are quite scary. So be warned if you are going to bed soon. Do not listen. But if you're not going to bed soon, listen. Or if you like a good scare, just listen anyway. And uh, anyway, I'm just going to shut up and let you listen. The West Files, back to back, teller of curious tales. 